0: Welcome to the 108th episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Aitner. How you doing, Roger? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Roger, we just had Hurricane Ian make its way through the Caribbean, up through Florida, and, and the eastern seaboard. And, and by all accounts, it's been one of the most destructive hurricanes in a long time. Uh, and One of the things I thought we could talk about today is how the carriers typically respond uh, to disasters like this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, the reason we're good is we haven't been in the path of Ian or like a couple of days later, I'm here in Boston and we got it like a week later and it was like rain. Um, our friends in Florida have been suffering a lot more, right? Uh, but, you know, how do ca- carriers uh, look at this? Disasters like this have top level attention. It's like CEO, the the network organization. This is like all hands on deck attention to mitigate and to restore the network as quickly as possible. So it's quite frequent that companies open their networks to each other. Sometimes it's uh, mutual, sometimes it's one way. For example, AT&T opened their network to anybody else. So if you were on T-Mobile or Verizon and you could get an AT&T signal, then you had a signal, right? Right. Uh, Then they are putting together emergency teams that are ready before this hits so that when the the hurricane has, has moved on and people can safely go there, that they can immediately, you know, restore service, you know, the carriers have their special equipment, you know, like Verizon has like a Thor vehicle that is like for for first responders, AT&T has, has similar stuff. I saw a video of how they had a, a seafaring all-terrain vehicle. That, that like was moving equipment over to Sanibel Island, which like got like cut off from the main line, and then they're restoring this.
0: Well, the, uh, the, really- the providers also have generators, right, for towers as well. I know.
1: Yeah, but what happens when the generator uh, got folded into two because the wind speeds like did that?
0: Well, or- I think this this is for after the after the. Uh- the hurricane, yeah, but, out, right. Like I, I, from a general perspective for disaster response, I another yes. one of the tools that the carriers have is generators of power. So even if power is out for for folks, the towers are well, still lacking.
1: A lot of the a lot of the cell sites have already the generators there all the time, so that if power goes out, the the network doesn't go down for four hours, eight hours, twelve hours, uh, whatever their their standard is. Typically, it's dependent on the, the building codes because you don't want to store diesel uh, in a hot place all the time near a generator, right? Th- so it's a lot of, ha- of fire hazard as well that, that controls this, but like a standalone tower usually has, has a generator uh, with it. So if you only need a generator to keep that network running, you're lucky right? So what's important is then that they're bringing um, something like like colts, like uh, cells on, on a light truck, or cows, cells on wheels. They now have cell sites on a drone that they tether, and then they put a drone up for however many hours, connected with microwave and all of that stuff. So... It's a really elaborate and an intensive effort to uh, make sure that people have wireless connectivity. And wireless is usually the first service that comes back online because it's used to coordinate everything else, right?
0: Right. So there's there's the, you know, people need to call for help and need to get back to their lives and everything. But can you also talk about the... First responder aspect of this. Exactly,
1: it's not only people need to uh, call for help, but they also the, the the cell phone networks are used for first responders to coordinate the response. And so Verizon has uh, a lot of these, you know, first responders. They they spend a lot of time and effort on on the network. AT and T has an entire standalone aligned network where they have dedicated spectrum just for first responders and a, a separate core and, and preemption on these uh, networks. T-Mobile wants to make inroads here as well because first responders rely on these networks. And and so the, the bar has been set especially high, especially for uh, first net because they have the the nationwide contract. Uh, first responders don't need to, but they have the option to do it. And so it's a lot of work. These people don't sleep a lot until the network keeps running again. And the carriers then usually offer like free calling, free data and all of these things for people who are affected by it. Because you really need to have a really resilient uh, network, and I can't talk about. I, I know some of the numbers of how resilient these networks have been. I can't. I'm I'm not allowed to quote them publicly, but it's amazing how how resilient the networks have been. I would not have, yeah, I would not have thought before Ian hit that you know that the availability would be that high and that the availability would come back as quickly as it did. So I think the FCC should be very uh, happy with the performance. Well, it's- and at the end
0: of the day, this is about people, right? It's about helping people get the help they need. Exactly, it. Um, exactly. And, and-, and it's literally life and death uh, in some circumstances, right? So it's it's important for the carriers to be focused on this. And,
1: and, and it's like- easier than, than say, you know, and Ian hit Florida but we had another hurricane, you know, basically scrub Puerto Rico clean again, and we're not talking a lot about it. And it's it's a lot more difficult to do what, what has been done in Florida, which is conveniently attached to another state, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can drive there. Uh, then with, with Puerto Rico, which is, which is an island, uh, and it takes it several days to get there. And the challenges there are much, much higher, and they've been hit again, and they've been hit again hard. And so we, we had a lot of attention there with Hurricane Maria, Maria but they got hit, similarly hit hit here again. And uh, here's the thing. This will get worse, right? So all of the, the carriers... Are thinking very hard of how to harden their networks in hurricane-prone areas. To because, some extent,
0: densification helps with this, right? So, as you densify the network, there's more kind of failovers and fallbacks, right, for coverage.
1: Yes, it helps, but you have a couple miles wide zone of destruction, and in that zone, towers will be blown over, and 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 you have water, right? Take a place like Florida. If they have 12 feet of uh, storm surge, that means that every building is like 11 feet underwater, right? So the, the wind is very da- da- uh, dangerous and damaging. And then the water is, is sometimes even worse because we always look at wireless as like, oh, it's antennas but these ante- on, on towers or buildings, but then they're attached to a whole fiber network. And so how how do you harden that network against water damage? You know, when, when we look back at Sandy, which was like in, in the New York and Long Island area, the winds were bad. But what was really bad is like the whole, all the conduits running full of water and then the electric components basically shortening out. And so th- that's all these things that, Uh, we didn't think about 15, 20 years ago, but now how do we protect, you know, all of the electronics from water damage?
0: Well, certainly very interesting. I think we've come a long way, uh, in terms of availability of networks in general, but specifically, uh, you know, these tiger teams at the carriers that deal with all this disaster response. And, you know, I I think it's fantastic now, but there's even more we can do in terms of things like hardening conduits. and and just kind of preparing for a future where we unfortunately probably have to deal with this on a more regular basis.
1: Yeah. So we, we learn, we live and adapt, right? All right. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye.